Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. Welcome back to The Motivated Mind, a top 100 health podcast, thanks to each of you. This is episode 345, and I'm your host, Scott Lynch. Thanks so much for listening. If I've brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe or follow button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook and let me know what you want to hear more of. And please be sure to share the podcast. You can learn all the skills in the world, math, business, writing, but the right mindset will always trump them all. It's a great unlock to all other skills. Success and happiness come down to one single component, and that's mindset. In order to achieve our goals in life, our mindset needs to match those aspirations. And this is exactly what I pack into my free weekly newsletter. As a free subscriber, you receive the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter once per week packed with actionable insights on how to master your mindset and optimize your happiness. If you haven't subscribed, but you enjoy the content I drop on this podcast, then you're missing out. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe for free to the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. Everyone experiences multiple pivotal moments during their journey of life. They come at different times and happen in different ways. And for me, around 30 was an eye-opening moment. I noticed things that once took little effort now took greater effort, whether it was relationships, physical activities, or deep focus work. The dynamics in life shift with each new day. And in the third decade of life brings a degree of self-awareness and understanding that is difficult to capture in previous years. Armed with a deeper knowledge of who we are and what we like, we start interrogating the choices we never even thought to question before. 
And as part of that interrogation, I've implemented four choices that will change my reality, that will change the next 40 years of my life and beyond. So, what are those choices? Why do they mean so much to me? And how am I making a greater commitment to them? Number one, choosing to be happy. Yes, happiness is a choice. The key component is intentionally choosing it every day. The happiest people I know are not being held hostage by their circumstances or seeking happiness in others or possessions. Viktor Frankl, a Holocaust survivor, said, everything can be taken from a man, but one thing to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. Genuine happiness is not solely dependent on external factors such as wealth, possessions, or the approval of others. Instead, it originates from within, rooted in our ability to choose our attitude regardless of circumstances. So, how am I intentionally choosing to be happy? Well, a few different ways. I'm consciously focusing on my balance throughout my days. I have the luxury of a flexible professional schedule, which affords me the privilege to make my own schedule, which means creating daily white space. I discussed this a little bit back on episode 341, Five Habits You Didn't Know Were Bad Until Now. For those of you that haven't listened or those of you that need a refresher, too bad. No, I'm just kidding. Most of us struggle with creating white space. We constantly fill every available moment with external input, be it podcasts, music, news, or other forms of media. It's the tendency to never leave any white space or moments of quiet in our lives, effectively drowning out our own thoughts and ideas. And by creating white space, I have afforded myself the opportunity to continually enhance my mindset and perspective throughout my days. Rather than bombarding my mind with useless filler that distracts me from taking a path of deeper thinking or elevated thinking. So, every 52 minutes, I break away from my computer and phone. I release the tentacles of these devices so I can allow my thoughts to flow and my perspective and opportunity to analyze things. I also embrace the power of pausing. For example, if I'm facing a particular challenge, making a high-level decision, or formulating a response to an aggressive situation, I pause sometimes up to 24 hours depending the specific situation. This allows me to consider how my response will impact my emotional state. I opt for responses that promote understanding, growth, and positivity. I'll give you a small example, but a relevant one. Last month, I interviewed Riley Kirk, helping to redefine cannabis perceptions, and I shared two videos on social media with some of our juicy conversation. Under one of those videos, someone wrote, stop shilling cannabis and use that amazing brain of yours to do something useful. Now, I could have lashed out. I could have thrown propellant on the common. However, at what cost? For what? To whose benefit? Instead, I embraced the power of the pause and responded thoughtfully with, the only thing I'm guilty of shilling 
is awareness and empowering others to open their mind slash perspective. I hope that you are able to do the same. Heart emoji. I find it draining to fight fire with fire. This only creates massive forest fires in our backyard and throughout our world. And I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound fun. It's draining. It takes away from our happiness. Instead, pausing allows us to take inventory and approach situations thoughtfully without compromising our happiness. Lastly, I set positive intentions. I start each day deciding to approach the day with a positive attitude and openness to new experiences. Sounds good, right? But how? First, as part of my morning routines, I choose my focus. I reflect on how I want to feel and what kind of energy I want to bring to my day. I ask myself, do I want to feel joyful, confident, peaceful, or motivated? Second, I select the emotion or attitude that resonates with me that day. And afterward, I create simple affirmations that align with my chosen intention. Third, I visualize myself navigating my day with my chosen intention in mind. And lastly, I write it down. Because science has shown that writing things down creates greater brain activation in multiple areas and better memory recall. So, allow yourself to be happy now. To be happy today. Or risk dooming yourself to chase it forever. Number two, building my companies. One of the top indicators of life satisfaction is a feeling of control over our life. Now, money can't purely buy happiness, but it sure as hell can buy the flexibility to pursue things that we find meaningful. And to afford that flexibility, most of the time, we need to break out of the prison cell of a nine to five. As Kevin O'Leary said, a salary is what they give you to forget about your dreams. I made a decision a long time ago to not rely on that drug by prioritizing my two companies. One of them owns this podcast, and the other has been in stealth mode coming later this year. Yeah, I know, a little teaser, but more to come. Now, the way I originally started to prioritize these businesses was working on them early in the morning prior to engaging in my 9 to 5. And there were two very specific reasons for this. One, our cognitive resources, often referred to as mental energy, are limited and tend to be at their peak after a good night's sleep. This means that our brain is more capable of focusing, problem solving, and making decisions in the morning. Two, decision fatigue. As the day progresses, we face decision fatigue, which occurs when the quality of our decisions deteriorates due to the accumulation of choices. And by tackling challenging tasks early in the morning with my businesses, I avoided having to make tough decisions on top of decision fatigue later in the day. Early on with each of my businesses, I also increased the percentage that I invested in myself. For example, I was investing 24% of my income from my 9 to 5, and 6% of that 
was being invested into my businesses. So I was investing 25% of my designated monthly investment dollars to my businesses, meaning I was investing in myself, betting on myself, which put more accountability on myself to make them profitable, to see them succeed. Lastly, I'm focusing on $30,000 questions. One of my favorite finance gurus is Ramit Sethi, and he's been screaming this idea at the top of his lungs for years. We tend to scrutinize life's $3 decisions. Now, this doesn't just hold true for our personal finances. It also holds water with any decisions we're looking to make in life. We feel safer spending time on small decisions because they have small impact. Spending time on the large decisions means a large impact, which means greater risk. However, they also mean greater reward. So my advice to anyone who wants to create greater freedom in their life, don't quit your job right now. Instead, dedicate a few hours per day to slowly build something over the next three years. Number three, removed alcohol. I dropped an entire episode back in March about my conscious decision to take control of my own physical and mental wellness by completely removing alcohol from my diet. So I won't go extremely deep on this one. Nonetheless, today marks day 704 of sobriety. I've come to realize what an incredible impact giving up alcohol has had on not only my overall health, but also taken away so much emotional weight that used to stop me from living freely and fully every day. Sobriety has given me everything I sought from alcohol like having fun with friends, enjoying dinners out, and being more social. So what sort of positive impact has removing alcohol entirely from my life had? Well, first, it has done more to improve my sleep than any cocktail of supplements thus far. Second, it helped me unlock truths. For most of society, alcohol is often a social crutch, and this included me. However, the danger of using alcohol as courage juice or a coping mechanism means that we develop a dependence on it to manage our symptoms. We become reliant on this device to get us through things. Removing alcohol has allowed me to continue building my courage muscle. Third, I've been able to retain emotional stability. And this is because alcohol affects emotional regulation because it alters levels of neurotransmitters in our brain. And this is critical to note because these neurotransmitters are the chemicals that transmit signals between our nerve cells, which means it can also make it harder to regulate emotions and impulses. Lastly, it helped me improve my gut health by reducing inflammation, improving the health of my gut microbiome, and improving nutrient absorption. I've realized the negatives far outweigh the positives I thought I was getting from it. Number four, focusing on health optimization. 
everything compounds, which means the good and the bad. And to prevent bad compounding, I'm focusing on health optimization now at 32, so I avoid the alternatives when I'm 72, like limited mobility, lower cognitive function, and lower energy levels. There are two main goals with focusing on my health optimization, increased energy levels throughout my day, and cognitive clarity. So how am I doing this? By taking a blood test every three months and tracking 40 plus biomarkers that drive my mental and physical health. Currently, 78% of my biomarkers are optimized. This means 22% of my biomarkers are at suboptimal levels. So because of this, I'm focusing on three core areas. Number one, supporting cardiovascular and overall health. Number two, improving metabolic condition. And number three, improving hormone balance. So you might be thinking, cool, sounds good, but how are you specifically addressing these three areas to impact change? Well, I've consulted with a board-certified doctor to establish these three core focus areas and establish specific guidelines to hit my goals. So, for supporting cardiovascular and overall health, I'm eating more oats, legumes, fruits, and vegetables, which also helps to reduce chronic inflammation. I'm reducing my intake of foods high in saturated fats, such as red meats, which I only eat maybe once a week, butter, cheese, coconut oil, and baked goods, which rarely enter our home due to the temptation. I'm focusing on foods high in omega-3 fatty acids by consuming walnuts, hemp seeds, chia seeds, and ground flax seeds. I'm increasing my fiber intake and avoiding excess refined sugars to naturally lower my triglyceride levels. Lastly, I'm focusing on nutraceutical supplements. Luckily, I had a nice base to start with because for the last four years, every morning I've taken vitamin D, 100 micrograms, vitamin C, 1,000 milligrams, cinnamon, 4,000 milligrams, rhodiola rosea extract, 100 milligrams, and a probiotic, 500 milligrams. However, I've now added vitamin K, 200 micrograms, omega-3s, 1,000 milligrams, and a product called Peak Healthspan, which helps target all nine major hallmarks of aging. For improving metabolic condition, I'm consuming a small amount of seaweed between one to two sheets per week, consuming seven Brazil nuts per week, and consuming two tablespoons of ground flax seeds per day. I also take a single scoop of Field of Green Superfood Powder and mix it with eight ounces of water, which helps with boosting immunity, healthy metabolism, and provides a natural source of vitamins and minerals. For nutraceutical supplements, I'm taking one scoop of a product called Peak Defense, which is packed with prebiotics, probiotics, and peptides. This helps me prepare for and defend against and recover from stress faster and stronger. Lastly, for optimizing hormone balance, I'm focusing on increasing my testosterone level because testosterone levels gradually decrease with age, being highest around 20 to 25 years age and slowly declining from there. So I'm including foods high in magnesium and zinc, which include some of the foods I mentioned earlier, such as legumes, nuts, and seeds, but also avocados, whole grains, and leafy green vegetables such as spinach and kale. 
aiming for one to three servings per day of each. I'm also focusing on strength training three times per week, rotating between upper body, lower body, abs, and full body, prioritizing large muscles as this helps to maintain testosterone levels. I'm continuing to prioritize my sleep to naturally support DHEAS levels. Just over the last month, I'm at 99% sleep performance measured through my WHOOP band, which is the amount of sleep I get divided by how much sleep I needed. I'm also taking 30 milligrams of DHEA, helping to maintain optimal hormone levels. To help reduce stress, which has a negative effect on hormone balance, I'm focusing on taking more walks in nature, about three to four times per week. My wife and I do a 3.6 mile loop around the area where we live, which is very much surrounded by nature. Lastly, I engage in 40 minutes of daily light therapy every morning to help with improved energy and elevated mood. Now, you might be thinking, this sounds like a lot. And while that may be somewhat true, depending your perspective, ingraining this into my life consistently doesn't feel as overwhelming as the list might have seemed. And some of you might think that it's potentially overkill. Well, I like data to cut through the noise and opinions because it doesn't lie and it's not emotional or bias which is why every three months I get real data which provides insight into the impact of these things that I've implemented. Additionally, everything I'm doing today at 32 is to avoid a life of hardship down the road. And a byproduct of that today is having more energy to absorb as much of life as I can with my family and friends. So, Write out the things you're doing now to avoid a life of hardship down the road. Ask yourself, what could I add to enrich my life? What could I remove to streamline it? This week's shoutout is by Christian who sent me a DM on Instagram. Just wanted to reach out and say, I recently found your podcast yesterday on my commute to work and greatly appreciate the plethora of knowledge you provide in the condensed episode format. I am a therapist and have not only resonated heavily with the material you provide, but found implications easily translatable, especially with the analogies you make to clients thus far. Keep up the great work beyond grateful to have come across your page. For an opportunity to be next week's shout out, please leave an honest review on the podcast. Send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram. Who knows? You just might be the next shout out. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into four choices I'm making at 32 to avoid regret at 72. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Motivated Scott. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all, and thanks so much for listening.
The Motivated Mind is a legacy division.